Hey everyone, welcome to Cold Coffee. I'm Kristen Hewitt here with my lovely co-host, Miss Tova Lee. Hello, Tova. Hi, Kristen. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I've got the giggles. I'm not quite sure why. You've got the giggles? Well, good. Maybe you can get me in a good mood because I've had a challenging week this week. I know. And you're up very early, right? You're well, very, you know, well, early. this today, I didn't mind recording early because I have a bit of insomnia. I've been up since 3 a.m. Uh, <gasps> and I didn't have cold coffee this morning. I had a nice cup of hot <laughs> coffee to sustain me. But yeah, it's been a challenging week. I decided to do um, the Whole30 diet. Are you familiar with this? No. So I wasn't familiar. It was a thing. But then I saw you talk about it this week on on your Facebook page and I looked into it and I, I'm so impressed. Oh my God. Tell me, how you how is it going? <laughs> so as we've talked on this show, and as you know, I have an autoimmune disorder that you know caused our infertility and put me in early menopause. And this past week and a half, I have been a literal hot mess. The fla- mm-hmm. hot flashes are back and mm-hmm. I just haven't been feeling that well. And um, I'm just tired of not feeling well. And I really yeah. want to take control of my health. And the one thing the doctors have told me is diet can really help autoimmune disorders. So I'm doing the whole 30 and basically whole 30 means you eat whole foods for 30 days, nothing packaged. So I'm wow. making a lot of food. Yeah. And I thought it would be hard. But um, I have already done so much pre-work with my diet. I mean, I already don't eat a lot of grains or I haven't had dairy in years. So it wasn't that hard of a transition. The only thing that's been difficult is I had to do um, an emoji project for my blog, which will be coming out. I can't (laughs) wait to share it with you guys. And I had to make emoji cupcakes and we made these poop emoji cupcakes. And I've never wanted to eat poop so much in my life. Oh my God, those looked amazing, by the way. I mean, amazing, really. Again, very impressed. <laughs> I couldn't make those to save my life. But can I just ask, so going back to the diet, it's mm-hmm. a sugar-free one, right? You're not allowed any sugar as well, right? Yeah, no sugar, no wine, no condiments. So right. it's really But caffeine, strict. is caffeine okay? No, I mean, I usually don't. I've give, I gave up coffee a long time ago, but um, I have decaf. It's like my mm. hug in the mug every morning. Like, you know, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. eat that cup of coffee yeah. to get you going. Um, so I've been having decaf. Today I did have a little bit of, I put like half and half, decaf half, because I needed some caffeine since I've been up since 3 a.m. But no, no, no caffeine, wow. no alcohol. Um, you know, it really is a lifestyle change. And um, How many days have you been doing it now? And do you have headaches or have you gone by the headaches Stage. Did you get them at all? Day six, I think. Oh, okay. Today, day six or seven. Today's day six. Um, so you should orig- have already had the headaches if you haven't. Yeah, had them, originally that you when it. I first did the uh, coffee detox, oh my god, mm-hmm. that was you know, yeah, that was hard. But I still hard. have a minimal amount of caffeine in the decaf. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, the sugar's hard. It's hard when your kids are eating goldfish. You know what the interesting thing is, <laughs> and I don't mean you know you want to just like put all the crackers in your mouth and <laughs> yes, yes, when you're starving and you don't. You're waiting for your Brussels sprouts to bake, and you're like, I just want to eat Brussels and I sprouts. Can't grab I love anything. it. But can you um, have grated cheese on the Brussels sprouts, or is that not allowed either? No cheese, no, no dairy. Cheese. Oh yes. Oh God, no, I couldn't. No, it's like you know, something has to give. Do you know what I mean? Like I could give up. No, I couldn't give up carbs. I was going to say I could give up carbs. Like I'm thinking. Theoretically, I could give up carbs, but I'd have to have cheese. Do you know what I mean? 
Like, cause yeah, I, could, I mean, example, like I could have instead of pasta, I could have, I love how this is so not the topic. Of that's show. okay. That's okay. We'll get to okay. the topic. So like I could have something instead of pasta, like, um, you know, those zucchini things that they make to look like Zucchini pasta. spirals or yeah, spaghetti Yeah, I could squash. have that. I yeah. could live with that, but I'd have to have grated cheese on top, you know, my my sauce, I think. Because otherwise I so would I, just feel really... Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting crap. how everyone has their thing. They have a hard yeah. time giving up. For me, it's sugar. I'm a yeah. baker. I love to bake. It's my love language, you know, Amazing. making things for people and seeing them smile just fills me up. <laughs> And I love to lick the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like a child. I like that. But, oh my God, I just um, had this idea. I, we could probably never do that unless we actually meet in real life. But wouldn't it be fun to do like a live of us baking together? Because you're so good at it and I'm so bad at it. I'd love you to teach me how to someday bake Someday like, I'm going to have to come to England and we'll do that. Because <laughs> I'm dying to go over there. But that is a great idea. Yeah, that would be so uh, fun. No, you know what? I, you have to get to a point in your life to be able to do a diet like this, like where you're really yeah. focusing on your health because this is like a health thing, you know, yeah. and I'm, I can't, I'm at the point where after two years of feeling like this, I just can't live like this anymore. So for me, I don't even feel like I miss it. It's just Yeah. You're more, doing it for, there's a cause, like there's a reason and it's going to make you, know you feel better. And you know what's so interesting is I am an emotional eater mm. and I never realized how much food was my drug. Oh yeah. Until the last six days. I mean, I've had some challenges with our daughter this week and I just want to eat the Cheetos and yeah. the Oreos. And I, I, it's so interesting. Cause it's how comforting. My... No, yeah. for sure. I think it's two things. A, there's an addiction factor. Cause you know, again, as a, as a total chocoholic, I can tell you for a fact, sugar is addictive. I think that's a fact, right? right. So it's like crack. Not that yeah, I've smoked so the, crack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's, it's addiction, but also, yeah, there's the emotion because if something's like, you're feeling like crap, but you have, you know, a biscuit or a piece a cake or something, it kind of makes you feel better for a little while and you forget your problems, you know? Right. I can totally yep. relate to that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yay. Yeah. So let's let's so, <laughs> so cheer well me on. Cheer yay. me on. I need I need so the support. Days. So how are you? How is I'm, how I'm is good. how are things in England? I know you had a little procedure on your eye. How are you feeling? Oh, yes. How's the weather? <laughs> Yeah, I had a little procedure. I was so freaking out, you know, like I had this thing on my eyelid. I think I mentioned this last week and I've had it for a long, long, long time. Denver bothered me, but it started uh, interfering with my eyesight. So I decided to remove it. And uh, it was very a small procedure, I guess, but I was I was quite nervous. They gave me a little something, you know, <laughs> to kind of make me a bit happy. They called it a gin oh, and tonic. That's the best. It oh. was the best gin and tonic I've ever had. <laughs> I can tell you that. I was like lying on the bed. And initially I said to her, don't give me too much. I don't want too much. I've had uh, a bad experience with drugs, you know, after my C-sections. Like, I don't like it. Um, but then as soon as she started poking, I went, oh, I don't like it. So she just immediately shoved that cocktail up my arm and it was great. And I was just lying. <laughs> there <laughs> it's serenity now it was good um and it was done 20 minutes and it's healed and I'm really happy that I did it you know because I've been scared to do it for a long time so, <laughs> so I feel good. yeah I like yeah. that little cocktail they give you I've had quite a few surgeries with our infertility <laughs> and they always give you a drug to make you relax before they yeah. give you the anesthesia and yeah. that's just you just feel so I know oh it's so lovely isn't it I know. I I know. They- it does. It just takes the edge off, doesn't it? We were because I'm a I'm a nervous flyer, and sometimes I take um, you know something to calm me down before flights. 
And it just like it just helps me relax. I'm still completely in control, and I'm aware of what's happening. It's something that a doctor subscribes because I, I, I'm a very, very nervous flyer. We've spoken about this, right? Like I try. Uh, yeah, I don't know on the show, but I know off. Yeah. I know we've spoken about it. Yeah. Like I don't, I, it, I don't let it stop me. But I have to admit, like if I have the choice between flying or not flying, I will choose not to fly. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Yeah, I really need to get over that. But anyway. Oh, that's okay. All right. Well, guess what? Today is episode lucky number 13, 13. right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone that's been listening and downloading. We love um, hearing from you on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show. 40,000 downloads last week. Woohoo! Woo! Now that we need some fanfare for because that's amazing. I I mean, we start, who knew? Who knew that this would even work, this podcast being in two different countries, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Um, But today, we need you to subscribe though, right? I don't know if downloads and subscriptions are the same thing, but we need you to subscribe and write reviews, please, please. On our, on iTunes would be Mm -hmm. wonderful if you have an Apple iTunes and you can write a review that helps us so much and also subscribing. And you know what else helps us? If you share the podcast, if you listen to it and you like it, you can tweet it, you can Facebook it, however you prefer. We um, would really, really, really appreciate those shares. Cool. So what are we talking about today? Because I think I feel like we have a really good show, right? Where is my show sheet? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> today we're, we're talking yes. about... Go ahead. No, no, no. You do it. You, you. As I take a sip of water. <laughs> well, you guys, I feel like we need a drum roll now because we've held them in suspense now for a whole yeah, minute. Like, what are they going to talk about today? <laughs> today we're talking about relationships, marriage. Yeah, and- Sex after kids and everything in between. This is a big show. Exactly. I feel like I like these mashups by the way of the few topics. Um, I don't know about you, but I like it. Yeah. So can I kick it off? Yes, of course. Right. Okay. So I um, I feel like the whole, I mean, we called it relationships, obviously, because they're, you know, it's not just about marriage, right? It's about um, relationships in general. Um, I... I I sort of wrote a post about six months ago about how I felt my relationship with my husband, Mike, had changed since I became a mom, which I feel like is something, um, you know, I hadn't really looked at, to be honest, for a very, very long time because I was so you know, when you, when you have children and life takes over and you sort of go into this routine and you don't really stop and think and things change and you don't really notice that they change as they're changing. Only in retrospect, when you look back, you sort of realize it. So I had a moment where I felt like suddenly I had come out of this sort of fog and sort of, you know, um, you know, the first few years where you're literally buried under, under, you know, poopy diapers, you know what I mean? And I was coming out of that place kind of starting to kind of raise my head above those poopy diapers and suddenly had a chance to look at that relationship and then really kind of appreciate and realize how much it had changed. Um, and it was an article that was actually very hard for me to write because it was, I, I, I kind of really, you know, I wanted to really be honest and open up. Um, and a lot of people, uh, you know, really related with that feeling for me, what I felt that had changed was that, 
like my priorities as a woman changed when I had children. I didn't think, I didn't realize that was going to happen. It wasn't like I knew I would fall in love with my, I, I, I hoped I would fall in love <laughs> with my babies and I would, you know, and, and I, you know, uh, whatever. But, but I didn't realize like how my priorities had shifted. And I suddenly realized how I sort of stopped seeing my husband for a very long time after I had babies. Like they were my everything. I was so dedicated to looking after them and to being them there there for them and I I kind of just forgot all about him in a way you know what I mean um and I'm not saying this like as a guilt trip I'm not feeling guilty about it I'm not saying it as to say like and we drifted apart is the bottom line right I'm not saying it as to say I was the blame it's not about blame I'm just talking about how what I went through and how I felt um and me and him have talked about it a lot since then because um, I had an eye-opening like you know so I we also talked about his part in it because Mike and I think men uh, you know can react I think this happens to a lot of women and I think men have different ways of coping with it and the way Mike coped with it he took a step back like he didn't call me up on it do you know what I mean like he didn't sort of say hey I'm here what about me like you know or he sort of felt like, okay, she's doing what she needs to do and I'm just going to... He's very like that. Do you know what I mean? He's like, you're the mom. You know what's right. Do you know what I mean? He's like that. So he took a step back and sometimes... I mean, in a way that sometimes is good because then you don't feel like somebody's judging you or something. But then in a right. way, I sort of said, you know, it, it actually maybe if you had said, no, let's go on a date. Hey, come on. You know, I'm here. Or... What about us? Let's let's go on a weekend, you know, a bit sooner than we kind of sort of realize it. Then that could have helped. Uh, but again, not blaming him. I'm just saying we were both in it together. You know, it was kind of like both of us. Um, and that was a big, big, big moment for me when I saw that. Um, and I was, again, when I shared that story and I really delved into it and uh, with a lot of details, people wrote to me and a lot of men wrote to me. A lot. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. A lot of men wrote to me and said, thank you so much for explaining like what my, what I think my wife is going through, like what I think has happened in my relationship. This has really helped me understand, you know, uh, my wife or my partner. Um, so yeah. So I don't know if you can relate to that, Kristen, if you feel like, well, first of all, I would love to read that piece and I'm sorry, I haven't read it prior to this show. I would love for you to share that on our cold coffee show page though. So everyone listening can read that piece, but yeah, I mean, obviously, um, marriage changes regardless of if you have children. Um, Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with one of my producers. He's the same age as I am and he is not married. He has a longtime girlfriend. And we were just talking in a TV truck one day and he was asking me about marriage because I think he's scared to delve in. (laughs) And I told him that marriage is an evolution much like we are. We all grow and change through our marriage. I mean, that's why I think people that get married very, very young, like in their teen years or 20s, their marriages aren't as successful or they end up divorcing because you grow up so much in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met my husband very young at 24. We were married by 26. He's 10 years older. Um, And you become who you are in your late 20s and early 30s. I mean, you're not the same person. Us Mm -hmm. women, we change. Mm -hmm. You know, in our 20s, we're just trying to keep up with the Joneses and be, you know, everything we thought that women should be. And in our 30s, we start to realize, hmm... 
Actually. This is who I really <laughs> am. So I think that that really plays a big part in any relationship. You know, yeah. our our marriage and your love evolves and it changes. You go from that infatuation, can't wait to see them, uh, you know, just lust and passion and, you know, and then you know, you sort of evolve and it becomes a different kind of love and a more respectful love. Um, and you see your partner differently. I, I, uh, after kids, we struggled at our 10 year, you know, it took us, uh, almost eight years to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So by our 10 year wedding anniversary, I was nursing our second baby and he took me away to this grand suite and I didn't want to be there with them because, we were fighting and we weren't getting along and we really struggled from year 10 to 14 of marriage. And we sought counseling because I had changed and, um, I didn't know how to be in a relationship anymore when things had changed, but it it really takes a lot of work. Marriage is hard and you have to want to do it. And for Mm -hmm. me, he's always been my best friend and he's always been able to make me smile. And I think that's what's held us together. Um, but it's it's a work in progress, you know? I mean, how you speak to each other and um, what you do for each other. I mean, kids definitely throw a wrench in your life because, as you said, your life isn't about just the two of you anymore. You're not laying in bed on Saturday mornings and reading the yeah. paper and having <laughs> coffee until noon, you know? Your lives yeah. change, and it's a whole other world of trying to figure out how to fit it in. The great thing now about year 15 is we've realized that if our foundation and our marriage isn't strong and we don't put forth that joint effort, everything else is going to crumble. So we're really working hard at speaking kindly to each other in front of the kids and and trying to, you know, figure it out. But uh, yes, to answer the long answer to your question was yes, marriage uh, definitely changed after kids. And the eye-opening moment for me was that conversation in a TV truck where I was explaining how your love evolves. And even though it's not that same, oh my God, I'm so in love with you type of love, it's still such a deeper, respectful uh, more meaningful love to me now, 15 years married, 17 years together. I think you just, you love them differently. Do you see that? Do you know what I'm saying? Or am I completely out there? No, no, no. I completely see what you're saying. To me, it relates again, back to the whole kind of uh, cliche concept, uh, you know, we're kind of brought up to believe in that people fall in love and they live happily ever after, you know, that type of you know, um, there is no fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, there is no fairy tale. And the thing is, like, I, I read somebody write, uh, somebody wrote a really good article. Oh, I can't remember what it, who it was or what it was called exactly, but it was something along the lines of what's the secret to a good marriage? There is no secret. And it's true. Like, it's, there is no secret. And also, you know, studies have shown, again, I'm going to talk, I'm going to sound really stupid now because I don't remember exactly the study or whatever. But again, the sentiment was, you know, really, you're not really capable of being in love for 50 years, like chemically or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's not really, the, the, it's not, it's not that your marriage is not good or it's not that something's wrong with you. It's just physically impossible, actually. Do you know what I mean? But we're brought up to think like, uh, you know, that this is what love is supposed to be and this is how you're supposed to feel. And then when you don't, because you don't, like two years after you've met a guy, you don't feel the same way you did on your third date. Like you don't, you know, and it doesn't matter how great they are and how great your relationship is. You just don't, you know, but then you walk away thinking, Oh God, you know, 
what's wrong with us, our relationship isn't great, blah, 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 whatever, you know? So yes, for sure, I can relate to what you're saying. It changes, it's a different, you know, it's different. And I think the friendship is like a key thing. And I also believe that different relationships work for different people. Like I don't think there's just one type of relationship that fits all. I don't. I think no, some of people, not. And yeah, some people, you know, it might be a bit more, I don't know, physical. One people, it's a lot of sense of humor. One people, it has to do with, you know, maybe more like a business. I don't know. Like, and I, who's, who's to say what's right? Like it, it's what works for you. I found that, um, I've had a big, um, eureka moment, very recent, and I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. Okay. But I, I kind of realized we put a lot of expectations on our partners, right? You go into this partnership and you're like, you have chosen a person to be with for the rest of your life. And you put a lot of expectations on that person. You want, you have a lot of needs as a, as a human yourself. And in your mind, you're thinking this other person that's with me in this journey is supposed to fulfill all those needs, you know? And the thing is they can't, it's, it's impossible. It'll never happen. You know, like I know a lot of, like a lot of women say, uh, oh, you know, I, my husband, Lala, but he doesn't like, uh, I don't know, salsa dancing. And I'm really into salsa dancing or something like that. And then I'm thinking, okay, but you know, you, maybe you can find somebody else to salsa dance with. Like, do you know what I mean? So I had, I know it sounds really stupid, but I had a moment no, where just- that, where that clicked for me. Like, for example, Mike, is very funny and I laugh with him. When we go out, we have a great time because Mike likes to go to nice restaurants and I like nice restaurants and Mike will order great wine and I love great wine and we'll have a great sort of half-drunk conversation and really have a great laugh. And that's awesome. Like that's one thing we like and we have in common and we do together and it's awesome. But then on the other hand, like sometimes I like to just you know, talk about whatever and whatever. And I can see that he's really, he looks at me and he's like, oh God, this really isn't my thing. And that used to really frustrate me. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, but I need this. I need to have these really, really long, long conversation, you know, analyzing life, you know, and he's just not that type of person. So now I have a friend who will do that with me. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, essentially, yeah, no, I do that too. I'll sit there like, and I, you know, what I have to say to Bob is, I don't want you to fix this. I just want you to listen. Because that's what guys do. They want to fix things. But the interesting thing you said, um, I want to, I kind of want to bring this up because I've had an epiphany in the last year too. I've been doing a lot of meditation and a lot of, you know, soul searching and a lot of inner work to try to heal my body. And one of the, my favorite quotes which per, does pertain to marriage is called, it says, happiness is an inside job. And mm-hmm. much like what you were saying, you're looking for your partner to fulfill things. I used to look for my husband to try to make me happy. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're focusing so much about what they're doing when in reality, our happiness is not dependent upon anyone else in the world. We have the power. We have the wherewithal to make ourselves happy. We, yeah cannot depend on our partners to make us happy. We have to do that ourselves. We have to yeah. fill ourselves with love. We have to fill our, do this by doing things we love. You know, you're going to have fun and love your partner more if you're enjoying your life yeah. and you're doing the things you love. And so many of us focus on whether our husbands are playing golf and what they're doing and how it relates to us. And we can't take it personally. You know what I mean? We can't take their actions personally. We can only be responsible for our actions and our feelings. And we have a choice. 
how we're going to react to them. You know what I mean? So completely. That was my moment in the last six months. I also believe that our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. So when I start having those thoughts, like, gosh, he just doesn't love me. I need more love in my life. He's not giving me what I need. There could be some some things there that we do need to work on. Don't get me wrong. Your spouse, your partner, they they do need to be fulfilling you in some ways and giving you what you need as a partner. But I often think when I feel like I'm not loved, I say to myself, well, what are you doing? Are you not loving yourself? What can Mm -hmm. you do to fill yourself up? Mm -hmm. And I found that by focusing more on me and giving myself what I need, it's made our marriage stronger. And I think so many of us need to realize that our spouses cannot make us happy. We have that power and we've lost that. And I think after kids, you lose that because you're so busy with the lunches and the and the school papers and the open house and the homework and the birthday parties. You sort of lose yourself. And I really think if more women took better care of themselves and did more things for them, like you finding your friend to have these long conversations, it fills you up. Yeah, um, and that and that was my epiphany, and that's where we are now. You're and absolutely I think it, right. It, I, absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. It's so so true. Because there was a time where I'd be sat going, oh, but I want to do this and I want to live life and like you know with this sort so of do like, it. Do you're it. stopping me, and it's like who's stopping you? Just get off your you know and get, get off the sofa and just go do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure, I sort of had the same kind of. Um, the same kind of understanding. So I'm starting pole dancing next month. <laughs> no, you're not. I Are am, you really? I am. Oh my gosh, you have I to am. do a video. I Mike's so going to love that. I actually like, I felt, I felt like it was a challenge, you know, because I really like dancing, but I haven't danced in years. Um, and I was thinking, okay, salsa, whatever. And I wanted it to be something quite sensual, like, because I feel like that's another thing I want to sort of you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of revive in, in me, you know, which again, I do think will translate into my relationship. We're going to talk about sex in a minute, but yeah. do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So then I kind of thought, actually, let's just go for it. Let's do something that's going to, I'm going to have to be in tiny shorts in a tiny, tiny topic. Do you know what I mean? And just really go for it. So this friend of mine who I love, you'd love her, uh, we're doing it. <laughs> I she, by the way, wait. is like a Are yoga you going to do instructor. a video there? Yeah. Or are you going to blog it? <laughs> Can you imagine? I should. I should. That's you and Rihanna's yeah. next video. And like Mike's looking, you know, Mike, I think sometimes thinks like I'm this, I have really like, I'm, I'm just crazy. Uh, so I just come out with these things. Yeah. I'm starting pole dancing and he just goes, Oh, lovely dear. Lovely. <laughs> you know? like, it's great. Good for you. So, so <laughs> funny. We had a talk out on date night the other night about our show and where I, you know, our last yeah. week show where I told him I wanted to have Botox and he's dead set against it. He's like, I don't. And I'm like, what if I wanted to get a boob job? And he was totally for that. So I think that's so <laughs> So funny. Hang on, we, I have, d- we didn't even talk about that. You went in. So wait, did they do? What did they do? The I haven't done. Pill? No, I haven't done Botox yet. I did what's called what a skin you, pen, where they put like needles in my face to try to scrub off the brown stuffs. But I have to do it in two more times. So right. I'll share all about that. But do before you see we get a to our, already? oh have yeah, it's definitely yeah, cool. lighter, and I um, my Amazing. skin's tighter, cool. and it just feels better. But it'll cool. take a little bit to get yeah. there. But yes, I am working on that. But I wanted to tell before we move on to sex, I wanted to tell one funny story. So because we all have our marriage funny husband and wife stories, right? My husband yeah. is so forgetful. And he always is so sweet. He wants to help me by going to the grocery <laughs> store. Don't you just love that? 
what you just love when they say, oh, let me help, help you. you. Let me help you. Let me help you. I'll go to the grocery store for you. And he always comes back with the wrong things. At oh, least always. four things are wrong, yes. right? So he bought the kids gluten-free chicken nuggets. You would think that they would eat them, but they have little specks of black pepper and they won't eat the gluten-free chicken nuggets. So I sent him back with the four items he bought wrong. Three of them he just returned and couldn't find the right items. And he comes back with chicken nuggets. But guess what kind of chicken nuggets he bought? What? Gluten-free again. The same ones. He bought the same ones. <laughs> and he couldn't remember. He couldn't oh. remember. So then he said, there aren't, it's fine, Kristen. They're going to eat them. So I'm like, fine. You make them. He made them dinner. They didn't eat one. They didn't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> so does, does your husband ever go to the grocery store for you or no? Um, he's good with the, I told you, we have like this weird thing. Oh, that's right. He's the awesome shopper. He loves it. He loves it. I don't even get involved at all. Like he'll do, but the thing about Mike is he likes going to do the shop and I just don't understand it. In my mind, it's like a waste of time. So I try to make him do online shopping and then they just deliver. I think he just wants to get out of the house. (laughs) Well, don't we all? It's like a vacation for an hour. Yeah. It's a vacation going to the grocery store alone. (laughs) to look at all the products, try the samples no so i'll be i'll be really mean if he does that i'll go okay so why don't you take the kids with i know so now he's like trying to do the online shopping but he's quite good with shopping he likes doing lists he does lists all the time there's always a, a shopping list somewhere in my house going on um but he has other things that annoy me like for example I think, again, a lot of men do. Oh, I love this. We're bitching about our husbands. Love it. <laughs> no, I didn't want to get into that. I think we need no, to no, no, do no. a but show I about I this. I have to now. I have to get this okay, off my Okay, go chest. for it. He leaves his shoes everywhere. Like, what is the thing with the shoes? Now, I'm trying to teach my children to, like, put their shoes on the shoe rack. You know what I mean? This, we have a and shoe rack. And they never do it. And they never do it. But no. the thing is, he doesn't do it either. So, like, I feel like, yes. He, he, it's like there's no wonder that he, they don't do it because you don't do it. And, I, oh, it's so funny. So I, then I find myself, like, basically talking to him like I talk to them. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can you just come here for a minute? What is this? What, what do you <laughs> literally, like, it's a What do you call this? Does this uh, look like it's the shoe rack? <laughs> five-year-old he puts the shoes back on the shoe rack and mumbles something as he walks off so there you go so that's our you're not alone bob leaves his shoes everywhere and he's got these massive feet and i trip over his shoes so now whenever i find his shoes i just pick them up and throw them in the garage so whenever he's looking he'll find like 10 pairs of shoes in the garage now where are my shoes probably in the garage if you leave them out I'm going to throw them in the garage. All right. I'm going to raise you one. So we have a hamper. My pet peeve is not putting your dirty clothes in the hamper. I do all of your laundry. Every single human being in this house, I do your laundry. So put your clothes in the hamper. So I don't have to look under your bed. I don't have to look anywhere. So we have a hamper in our room and he will put his clothes on the floor next to the hamper on top of the hamper, but not in the hamper. So I move the hamper right next to his side of the bed because (laughs) he gets undressed every night in all of his clothes. There's a giant pile of clothes. So I put the hamper next to his bed, Tova. Guess where the clothes are? (laughs) On the floor floor, next to the hamper. (laughs) That's my thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but that's what it's like living with someone. If, If Bob was on the show right now, he would tell you I'm a horrible dishwasher loader. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah me like too. He gets oh, the manual too. out to teach me how to load the <laughs> dishwasher. Isn't marriage grand? It is. Oh. It's so much fun. <laughs> I just remembered you, you were telling me earlier about your daughter's birthday coming up. Cause we, I don't know, is it October or November? I can't remember. Well, Oh, that's right. I wanted to tell you about this too. So her birthday's not until November, but I got her the coolest gift. I don't know if you've heard of, if our audience have heard of these books, but there are new books from wonderbly.com and the creators have a variety of personalized books available for birthdays, Christmas, and even a journey through Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. So the book I got, Amelia, is about, it's called The Lost My Name Book. And each child's adventure is based on the letters of their name, and it makes the story unique to the child. Um, And each child can follow the letters of their name through the book to discover the story, and it's all about them. It's so, so cute. That's Um, amazing. It is. And I told Amelia, I have a present for you. I can't tell you. And every day she's like, mommy, what is it? And I can't wait to give her a book because we always give our kids books for their birthday. Um, We always get them one book and I write a note to them, a letter to them in their book because I sucked at baby books. I don't have a baby book for my second child and I never did scrapbooks for them. (laughs) So I figured the least I can do, I know, I I figure the least I can do is write them a note once a, you know, (laughs) once a year. Um, but the books are wonderfully written and filled with hand-drawn illustrations, making them wonderful gifts. So um, we have partnered with them, Tova, and yeah, I'm super and excited for everyone to I check know. it out. They're giving us a discount. So anybody who orders gets a 15% off their order. You, all you need to do is go to www.wonderbly, uh, which is W-O-N-D-E-R-B-L-Y.com and enter your child's name. And basically, you know, you'll get your, you'll, you'll see the preview of the story and you'll put in the code coffee at your checkout and you get 15% off your order. So that's amazing. Yay. Yeah, Thanks no, for reminding great. me. I'm so <laughs> excited for her to get that. They even had, you know, just off the top, off the topic they um have your kids started reading road doll books yet no he's the author that wrote like willy wonka's chocolate factory and james and the giant peach and the bfg so yeah yours might be a little too young but he they have Mm -hmm. a my golden ticket book um where it personalizes it for in Mm. like a willy wonka's chocolate factory they partnered with road doll so i'm excited i'm gonna just get lila that one i think for christmas too because she loves road doll it's her favorite author okay okay so moving on to our next topics sex after kids and i love how you just worded it you went what's that (laughs) what sex (laughs) so i do a show sheet for us each show uh so we know what we're going to talk about and that this title is sex question mark what's that question mark Oh, but before yeah. it, we said date night, it kind of like relates, right? So you guys do date night, yes? Because I, 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 I not I, all yes. the time, but we do. We try to in the summer when it's not basketball season, where we both you know work primarily. Um, we try to go out once a week um, to dinner, but it's hard. We have no family, so we have to pay a sitter. Um, yeah, so but we that's try nice that you do that. That you so once a week you have a regular day. We that try. You do I would say yeah. we mostly do it twice a month. But okay, we also well, watched. Good. We binge watched the entire House of Cards on Netflix this <laughs> summer. So that was kind of a date night. Every night we'd meet and watch TV. And date nights kind of change. You know, you just yeah. you just find the time. What about you? Do you guys? No, try I to mean do we it? don't have a regular date night at all. Like I guess we should, but we don't. Um, when we both started working at home, we sort of said, oh, it'll be amazing. We can have lunch together every day. <laughs> we, don't. we don't. Oh, he works lunch. at home? Yes. 
his he does is at the bottom of this corridor. Yeah. <laughs> but then went, what's funny though is we still message each other. Like we'll text each other. <laughs> I was picking up the kids today, and he's literally <laughs> maybe ten meters down the corridor. <laughs> he did you ask have me to the make other a day, video about this. Why are this you is texting? Hilarious. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, we should get walkie talkies. That would work really well. <laughs> That's funny. No, we don't do date nights. We do uh, watch a lot of television together, but, um, but no, uh, sometimes, I mean, we, we do go out, I guess, okay ish in terms of, but it's not necessarily date nights. We are, you know, either a party or somebody's party or something, you know, whatever, but we should definitely do date night. I know it really, really helps and it's important. The thing is that, like you said, a lot of the times you need a sitter, it becomes quite expensive, but I feel personally for me, not for you, for me, that's a bit of an excuse. I think what it is, is the end of the day comes, I'm so knackered and tired. All I want to do is put my pajamas, take my bra off and sort of sit in front of the TV and eat chocolates. But really, <laughs> I should make an effort. No, it's true. Uh, so Friday night when I do my pajama party, usually when I come downstairs around 9.30, I'm like, I've had some wine. I'm like up for it. I would go out. But he's tired at that point. You know what I mean? Right. He's kind of like been sat in front of the TV for an hour. So, you know. But when he does the pajama party with me, that's fun. That is fun. And I love seeing that- yeah, he's I love in the seeing mood his well. personality and yeah, he's great no, fun, Mike. Like when he goes out, he's just an old fuddy duddy when he's at home. <laughs> no, and it's hard. It's hard to find time. It's hard to yeah. find time for intimacy. I mean, it's implied when we have date night that that's an intimate night for us. Yeah, yeah but it's it implied. usually isn't, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, because if you don't, I mean, then another week goes by. You know? Yeah. So I don't know so. about you guys, but sex, right? Sex after kids. I don't know of so much sex after marriage because we were married for a short while kind of before kids came into the picture I guess like okay for a year we were trying and then after that basically we got pregnant so um, I think the biggest change was after the kids came along my my feeling is that it's not so much like the sex that has changed I have changed again like just in how I feel towards my body but not in the way you might have think you might think again I know like a lot of uh, women I mean our bodies change my body has changed you know uh, I've gained weight since I've become a mom my boobs are you know are they were never perky but they're definitely not perky now you know all these kind of physical changes but that's so I know a lot of women sort of feel I don't feel so sexy la 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 and that's affected their sex lives that's not my experience my experience is more like it's just my body feels different, you know, like before, like, okay, I'm getting a bit intimate now. Okay. I hope you don't mind. No, but like, go for it. Go for it. But you know what I mean? Like things that would turn me on before right. we had children just don't turn me on now. Like the, the way they feel, do you know what I mean? So like I was very like boob sensitive. I ca- always call my nipples like my on button. You know what I mean? <laughs> like once like, yes, those were switched on. I was ready to go. And now I think after breastfeeding, cause I breastfed my first child, my boobs feel different. Do you know what I mean? So that had had a big impact. Like I, it's just like, Oh, you know, you know, do you know what I mean? And I know a lot of women talk about that, that suddenly, you know, they get touched by their husband and it feels a bit awkward and they're not quite sure. And I, it's, I don't know, it's just a strange thing. And obviously with time that changes and it adjusts, it's not the same now again, as it was a couple of years ago, it's so much better, but 
if a hand on a heart, it hasn't gone back to what it was before children, for sure. So that's just on a physical level. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that or well, not. Well, yeah, but- I mean, I, of course, once you have children, especially when you're in the newborn phase and you have a baby, you're not, you don't have yeah. the mood. You're not in the mood. You don't want to um, be intimate. Your body's been through lots of changes. So you don't, you just don't feel it. I think, again, it's a phase you go through. Um, but I think we just change as we get older too. I mean, once you hit your forties, I mean, now that I'm in perimenopause, I have no desire. I have no libido. Like I don't ever feel it. So like you were saying things that, you know, made you feel turned on. I mean, I just, I don't have it as, as often. So I think that's a challenge too. I'm going into a different kind of uh, phase for me personally. Like I, I turned th- 42 next week. Um, and uh, yeah, no, not, not next week. I don't know why I said next week, but maybe next week. No, next month I meant in October. <laughs> and I actually feel like, uh, you know, they say women are in their sexual peak in their 40s. I'm kind of feeling it. Like I'm feeling what that means but I don't know, by the way, how that actually happens. But for me, the feeling is that I'm feeling really comfortable with myself more than I have ever in my life. And that translate is, translates into feeling sensual and sexual and sort of whatever. And I think the other challenge with marriage or with, you know, when you're married for a long time is that, uh, you know, sex becomes a bit boring. I mean, let's face it, even if you are having sex, it's probably not that exciting really. So that is a challenge as well to sort of spice things up and maybe make it a bit out of the ordinary. But how do you do that? I don't know. I'm trying to get Well, my you guys are working from home. So yeah. I would imagine daytime <laughs> is a great time for you guys. And that idea. would be exciting. You know what? I'm so ashamed to say that we've never done that. I'm I so find that, that. Um, and I don't, I don't love to talk about this topic too much. I don't know. I'm a little more conservative than you. And I just, I feel like, you know, sex between me and my husband is sacred and it's, you know, our time. But I will say this, that the hard part about having kids is you have to wait till they're asleep at night. And by that time, you're so tired anyway. And I find that when I do have the urge and I want to be intimate, it's usually at the most inopportune time when he's out of town (laughs) in the middle of the day. You know, it's just, um, it's, it's very difficult. And, you know, the thing about intimacy is that is what can make or break your marriage. I mean, yeah. and the times when we're not intimate and those weeks where we just can't make time for each other, I feel like we are further apart. We're not as touchy-feely. Oh, sure. We're not as huggy-kissy sure. in the morning. Yeah. But man, the morning after, woo, he is like, yeah. hey, baby, get hugs and kisses and it's <laughs> awesome. And so I really, really think it's important as much as women may not want to, um, you know, be intimate with their partners, you might want to just try, even just write it down on your calendar. I know that sounds awful. <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but I actually have a friend who schedules sex on an Excel spreadsheet. She schedules everything. <laughs> so she schedules everything, but her and her husband have a dedicated hour. I'm not joking. And this is actually brilliant. I just don't know that I'm disciplined enough to do it. She has an Excel spreadsheet. And when her kids go to bed at eight o'clock from eight to nine, it's when her and her husband sit and they talk about their days. They have a glass of wine. They just talk, they connect, the phones are gone. 
and they give wow. themselves one hour every day. And that's what helps them be intimate. So wow. she goes one step further and she'll schedule it whatever days she wants to be intimate that week or have sex that week. She'll schedule wow. it on her spreadsheet. So I know that sounds crazy, but it works for them. And they just celebrated their 10-year wedding anniversary. They renewed their vows and they are still so in love. I mean, he'll come I, home with I flowers. I know one couple that does something similar. I don't know if they do it in a spreadsheet, but yeah, they do it like they, <laughs> sex they on a spreadsheet. it's like every other day. A sex day, no matter what, you know? But I'm a bit like you, like, oh, God, you, you do need a lot of discipline for that, you know, and a lot of lube. But, like, do you know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> it's difficult to I commit to that. I think I just blushed. I think but I'm I, blushing. But I agree. Like, you kind of have to do it, I guess, you know? Uh, I don't know. I really want to hear what people have to say. Let's get really real. Tell us what you think. Is sex and intimacy something you can schedule or is it something that needs to be more spontaneous? I really want to hear from people what they think. That's going to be our question. (laughs) Do you schedule sex? Sex. That's an interesting (laughs) question. I love that. That's a great question. That is a great question. Before we end this topic, and this is really personal. Tell me. Have your kids ever walked in on you? And Mike. No. Isn't that amazing? No. no. That is amazing. <laughs> what, does, what does that say? <laughs> there was one it, close call, but no. It means you're very good parents. What do you, what about you? Did they walk on no, you? No, no, no. We, and if we, if we were, we would lock the doors. I mean, we're pretty, yeah. I don't want to have that talk yet. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy and daddy are just wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you say? What do you I know, say? You see, it happens to what just, do you, you know, it, it's very common. It happens to a lot of people. I don't think it's like a bad thing. It can happen to anybody. It can happen even in the evening, you know, if you're doing it after they went to bed and they, somebody wakes up and wants a glass of water, you know, or to tell you about carrots because sometimes they want to do that. You know? <laughs> I think that should be a secondary question for this week. If your kids have walked in on you, what, what did, did you, did you say? say? Yeah, I'm going to exactly. write this down because I want to know. <laughs> Because just in case someday I get my drive back, <laughs> you need to oh, know. Oh, what a good what a good show! Yeah, I love this topic. It's a hard one. It's a hard one to talk about. I was worried about talking about this one to be honest, because I'm so um, private about it. I mean, I do mm-hmm. talk about it with my close close friends, but I just feel like there are some things in relationships that are sacred. But my yeah. husband doesn't listen to cold coffee, so. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, if you listen, maybe I wouldn't tell all your secrets. Exactly. If you would listen to Mr. Gluten-Free Chicken Nuggets, that's his nickname. Like whenever he does something like all week, he's been just like, if he ever does anything forgetful or if he gives a little snipe at me, because we're very sarcastic to each other and he makes fun of me, I'll be like, oh, okay, Mr. Gluten-Free Chicken Nuggets. Sure. I'll get right on that. (laughs) That's been a running joke. All right. Should we do... Um, not so news. Okay. I actually found an article that relates to our wonderful topic this week. And I think we can talk about this one. The headline is, this is why you get mad at your spouse for the things they do in your dreams, Ah. which is interesting because (laughs) I have dreams that Bob cheats on me. My wow. husband travels a lot, and my very first boyfriend ever was um, I'm not even going to say what sport he played, but this was before I worked in television people, before I even went to college, you know, when I was in college, he cheated on me. 
and it was a, a very traumatic experience for me. So I don't know if that's why I dream about it, but do you, do you ever have dreams about your husband that, that no. he does something that make you mad? No, I, I don't have dreams about my husband. No, I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, but I dreamt like about how, you last night, but I don't remember you what dreamt I dreamt. You dreamt about me? I did, I did, but I don't remember what it was, annoyingly. I do not remember, but I did. I dreamt about you, for sure. Okay, That's carry so on. Interesting. Okay, so the article says, we need the associations of the dream in order to understand them. The dream itself is the manifest content or the obvious content. We're aiming to understand its meaning by grasping the hidden content. Now, I am earthy. And I think that dreams mean something, but I have no idea what this means. But the psychologist Ryan Howes in this article is quoted said, remember, no one likes to be accused of a crime they never knew happened. And I yeah. do that. I'll wake up and he'll, I'll be in a grouchy mood. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you cheated on me. And I woke up crying. And how could you do that? And what are we going to do if you cheat? And I can't ever be with my kids again. I mean, I, <laughs> I literally have these dreams. But um, this is what the, if you have dreams about your spouse. This is what a psychologist says. I tell clients that dreams are a signal of the brain trying to solve a problem. When we can identify what the problem is and start working on it, these type of dreams typically subside. So you might feel like they should feel some guilt and that the scenario seemed very real to you, but it's probably coming out of left field to them. So I found this article to be very interesting. It's not even really a not so news, but I just thought it was... um, No, but it's good. It's really interesting. And again, I think that's common. Like I've heard other people say that they have dreams about, you know, their partners doing something, you know, uh, maybe cheating, but other things and then being really angry with them the next day, which I think is very funny. (laughs) Fighting with your partner over something they didn't actually do. (laughs) They did it in your dream. It's so funny. I know. I know. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to tell you my not so news. So mom catches nanny drinking her breast milk. I'm going to spit out my water. What? Yeah, I saw you just took a sip and I was like, I wonder if she's going to spit out her water. Yes. So there's an image of breast milk uh, in a fridge labeled breast milk, um, which I don't actually know if it's part of the article. My computer is just playing up this week. Um, yes. Let me just get some details. Up. So what would you do if you caught somebody drinking your breast milk? Uh, Other than my happened. baby, I would kick him out of my house. Yeah. Yeah, so imagine the mom's reaction when she discovered that her nanny was helping herself to her lovingly pumped uh, supply for her baby, right? Um, Let's see what they're saying. So this happened in Taiwan, and the mom hired a 58-year-old nanny to assist her with her uh, one-month-old baby. And... I think there was an issue there that the nanny was saying that the mom was stingy. <laughs> I don't know so what that means. So there, I'm going to drink your breast milk. Yeah. I don't know if maybe she felt like she wasn't, I don't know, getting enough, um, I don't know, food and drink in the house. I don't know. The story's a bit strange. But basically what she did was she helped herself to the breast milk. I think that's quite awful only because like I know how hard it is to pump milk. Did you ever pump milk? Yes, I pumped for twins by accident when Lila was in the NICU because I didn't know what I was doing. So I double pumped every time and I made so much breast milk that I donated it. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I did. I was an over milk producer. Like I was the type of woman where I stood in the shower and the milk would just engorge out out of me. And um, 
I mean, you know what though? I need to do this on a, on my blog. You know, one of my tips, and this is totally off topic, but if you do overproduce breast milk ladies, um, and you're a new nursing mom, you can take that breast milk and put it on little baby washcloths and freeze them. And when your child's teething, they can suck on the breast milk washcloths. Oh, wow. And that's what I did for my teething babies. I keep meaning to put that tip out there because oh, it really helped me. I've never heard. I've never heard of that. Never. Yes. That's amazing. And it was so good. I mean, I had like 20 breast milk so cloths in our freezer. But yeah, I overproduced. So I donated a ton but of my did, breast did milk. You, did you freeze some of it though? Because you know it can freeze Oh, it, it. froze oh, all. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I had yeah. a freezer full. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, wow. I uh, Lila was in the NICU. So I would just, and I had to have a blood patch and I didn't see her for a full week when she was in the NICU. Yeah. So I was pumping both sides at the same time, not knowing wow. you were supposed to alternate. Um, so yeah. So but I, it's disgusting. I would never drink it. I don't understand how there's. Oh, I don't mind th- that. Like I don't think it's disgusting in a sense. Like to taste it, you know. That's that's not what I'm thinking. Is like this poor mom. You put so much effort into pumping, and it's not a nice feeling. Like oh, even me just thinking about the. Now I just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I just want to. I'm cringing, right? And it's like you've done all that work, and somebody's just come and just downed it in one. <laughs> Like so upset, you know. Would you ever go yeah. in someone's house and drink their breast milk? No. I mean, come on, Toby. You said it's not disgusting. Like you wouldn't. No, you I, wouldn't. It's, it's so not personal. Disgusting. I don't think it's disgusting. I wouldn't drink anybody else's breast milk. I did. I tasted my own because I was curious. Did yeah, you me too. Yeah. yeah, I just put my yeah. finger in it and tasted. It. I mean, it's, yeah. it came from my body. It's kind Who of cares? sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is sweet. It is sweet. Okay, we have gotten way off topic. Yeah, this is not a breastfeeding show. Sorry to everyone listening. That's okay. uh, so there you go. That's your not so news for the week. Um, yes. I can't wait to see what topic we come up with next week. So I, I guess know. I just want to say thank you so much again to everyone listening. We are so grateful. I mean, I honestly had no idea what this show would be, Tova, when we talked about doing this. And it yeah. has been so much fun. And we are so appreciative of everyone who listens. For sure. And also, um, yes, I, I had no also. I just want to say yes. <laughs> I agree. And I, <laughs> I want to say if anybody, I know I'm going to start um, posting more on our Facebook page, but um, I also am a Twitter addict. Twitter is my favorite social media. So if you want to come hang out with me on Twitter, we do have a cold coffee Twitter. I will put it on our Facebook page so everyone can follow us if you want. I love um, going on Twitter. So I'm going to start doing more there because I really enjoy that platform. Cool. But Don't forget to please subscribe. Tell your friends about us. I even had a friend over yesterday that said, admitted she'd never listened to it. So I made her subscribe yesterday when she was (laughs) at our house. Um, And don't forget to share the podcast if you enjoyed this. And um, we can't wait to hear uh, the answers to our questions for this week. This is going to be a good week on social media, Toba. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. And you too, Kristen. And we'll see you or hear you or speak to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.